Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerdom. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd of the group. Ali? I'm only your classic nerd. And I'm VM, your comic book nerd. Listen, brother, I'm going to tell you something, Ali. I put that Shawn Michaels video up on the Facebook, and it's yeah, got a I bunch saw, of views. Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I in, unintentionally put it up on the 24th anniversary uh, or 34, 34th anniversary of Shawn Michaels' in-ring debut for the WWE, which is October 10th, 1984. How I put old it up, is this fucker? 53 years old. Yeah. He's old. He's 53. And I put yeah. it up on October 10th, 2018, not Her- knowing that that was the day that well he made his in-ring debut. Yeah, so in other words, you can watch the video on YouTube or on... On Facebook. Yeah, on we're going to start yeah. doing that from now on. Both. Putting both, on both. both yeah, because you lazy fucks don't click stuff. Yeah, but also, like, it doesn't actually help us too much if it's on Facebook. Yeah, it's it all good. on YouTube. The algorithm in YouTube is better. Yeah. Anyways. Inflated numbers. The reason you're talking about this is because the Crown WWE Jewel. is supposed to be going up in Saudi Arabia, but there's something going on in Saudi Arabia. Oh, right the now progressive country of Saudi this, Arabia. Yeah, the fuck. Okay, if you, if you ever want to see, like, the crippling effects of capitalism... Watch the WWE in Saudi Arabia. The greatest watching, Royal Rumble. Watching Sean Cena. Mm, John Cena. John Cena. I made him Persian. Sean <laughs> yeah. Cena. Uh, John's, watching John Cena talk about his, uh, his gratitude to yeah, the kingdom yeah. of Saudi Arabia and the royal family is that kind of groveling from, such, <laughs> from the men who see themselves as so masculine and it is weird too he's tough the women weren't allowed yeah john cena in and of itself he has this because of the marine moves he had a he adopted a weird image of like being on like this military tech he's guy not, he's never been in the military before right buff dude yeah, yeah he, he just has dog tags he fucking yeah he does a know, salute salute-y. even his haircut is very military-esque right like the fact that they still held this thing even though the women weren't allowed to go is first yeah. and foremost don't, shows you don't worry bro they made up for it you know why because in mid-october or yeah in like two weeks the end of october you know what they're doing they're doing wwe evolution an all women's pay-per-view and then the next week they're going to saudi arabia again yeah, the women we, can't come women can't go <laughs> and this is that's what i'm talking about this is like that's selling out that's a definition of selling out yeah we're watching the announcers talk about like uh, we're in the progressive country, the city of Jeddah, the city of the future. It's so amazing yeah. here. Well, you didn't watch the whole event. It's like 120 degrees. Shut the fuck up. Me and Diz watched the whole event, and they actually played Shame videos. Shame on both of you for watching both of the events. You should have broadcasted. Me and Diz watched the video, or watched the event, and there are videos interspersed in there of them showing the progressiveness of Jeddah. Yeah, no, I saw right? it. You know, it's like they, women driving they, and shit. And, like, and there's lots of she weird was crying. There's yeah. lots of weird, like... Promos of the Prince. It's a lot. That's all. Yeah, that NPH guy. No, that's yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. Uh, but uh, what's the who? What's the the thing that? Oh, shame on both of you, by the record, for watching. You but there was a fifty-man Royal Rumble. Boycotted the fact yeah. that your principles mean so little. They to brought you. in a sumo wrestler. They so did. It's even more alarming. <laughs> but I didn't realize how low degenerates you actually were. But. Yeah, that's bullshit. You to, do. To demonstrate how disgusting both of you are. Wait, do you know what's the best part of that? Is they brought, so they had like people from Saudi Arabia that they signed to the WWE and they interrupted them with two Iranian guys. Like, who oh, came yeah, out Divari, with the Iranian, yeah. They had the Davari brothers who are both Iranian Americans, right? Or American Iranians. And they came out, they were speaking Farsi, and the Saudis beat the hell out of them. Yeah, there's five of them. You're that kidding. Beat these Iranian guys, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, Sean kidding. Davari and his brother. You're joking. Sean and Arya Davari. Yeah, yeah, this Sean and Arya Davari. Support. I watched like this rabid 
nationalism. I root for Jersey. the Persians. You're so fucked yeah. up. And, and kind of demonstration of how fucked up it all is. The reason we're talking about this is a massive controversy going. I mean, never mind the fact that Saudi Arabia beheads gay people, imprisons women, yeah. activists. Although they also bomb Yemen. bombs Yemen, <laughs> yeah, school yeah. children in Yemen, right? Like, let's setting aside all of the gross human rights yeah. violations. Um, recently, we, we had an instance in which this news came out of a Washington Post reporter who went to the Saudi consulate in the Saudi embassy in uh, Turkey, in Istanbul, and disappeared. Yeah. And so his fiance, this is Khasoji. Uh, uh, his name is very difficult to or it's sometimes I've heard it, and particularly in Europe, is Hasagoji. So what? his Arabic name is difficult to pronounce. Khasoji. Yeah, but it's Khasgojdi. There's a, one of the Jesus. Khasgojdi. Anyways, the point is, his name is very difficult. He disappeared. His fiance calls up the government in Turkey. So the government in Turkey starts to do an investigation, but they're not allowed to investigate within the, the, consulate. the consulate. Yeah. But they have reports that they killed him. Right? So the Turkish mm. government leaks very early on yeah. that... He's dead. Uh, Hasoji is dead. Right? I thought it was Khashoggi. No, Khashoggi is how Americans say it. But yeah, that's how you hear it on the news. Yeah, but okay. if you watch European news and watch Arab news, it's, it's Khashoggi. Huh. Right? So he is he's dead, according to um, the Turkish sources. Arab media immediately, or Saudi media immediately denied it vociferously. Like, we'll allow you into the consulate there's no way he le- we have ed- proof that he left so people are like okay show us the proof he's like oh well the videos weren't working so the consulate invites the media in and they're literally opening up cupboards cupboards and shit like opening up their cabinets like oh see he's not here it's like oh, dude come on right <laughs> he's not, hi- so, he's not anyways, hiding a set of so keys now the it turns out that turkey goes well we actually have audio and video of it which became a little bit controversial because it meant that they probably had bugged the consulate. That's, yeah, a, yeah. that's a contribution of itself. They backpedaled a little bit, but nah, we didn't bug it. Apple Watch, yeah, you know, filmed and recorded this entire. thing. That's the what? rumor that because Adnan Khashoggi, uh, I don't know, I can't pronounce it, Khashoggi. Like uh, the rumor is that he because he was lured in there essentially because of marriage papers. I think like him and his fiance, his fiance stayed in the car. And he went to the building, and him thinking that it might have been a setup, he was turned on his Apple Watch to yeah. record audio, yeah, audio yeah. and whatnot. So you can't yeah. record video from an Apple audio, Watch. whatever. Yeah. The point is that, that it's a backtrack. Likely yeah. they have audio, but it's from their own sources. Okay. Anyways, they finally, uh, after like sincere pressure, like really severe international pressure, first time that really people are calling out Saudi Arabia, the consulate allows them in to investigate. But before they do. They hire cleaners to come in. We literally have video and pictures of cleaners coming in with like chemical grade, like super grade cleansing materials. We're talking like the bleach that'll burn your eyebrows off, right? Mm, yeah, yeah. Going in and cleaning everything up. But despite that, literally hours before the Turkish police arrived, the police, Turkish police arrived and they go, we found physical evidence of that this has happened. And they're still denying it at this point. Two weeks has passed, they're denying it. Like, oh, it's not us. Someone, we'll, we'll, we will investigate because we are just as upset as you are that Hasogi is missing and we're going to find this guy. Turns out that as we're reporting, like just oh, two days ago, uh-huh. the report comes out that Saudi Arabia is like, all right, we're going to admit 
that he's dead. Wait, for, so for two weeks they denied for it? For two weeks they outright denied it. Lied. So, in other words, with this new change in courses, they've lied about it. No one's calling out the lie, by the way. Everyone's like, the reporting on the Fed. No one's going, wait a minute, Saudi Arabia lied for two weeks. They need to ask these questions, right? The media needs to be on this. But they're not, mm-hmm. as usual. Um, they go, okay, we killed them. Yeah. But we didn't intend to kill them. We sent in a 15 squad, 15 man squad, interrogators to interrogate him. But the interrogation went wrong. Of course, everyone notes that they brought a bone saw yeah. with them <laughs> to this interrogation. So they're chopping off his hands or something? So their new claim is that this was a rogue, this was an interrogation gone wrong, that the prince had allowed this interrogation to happen, that no, they were going to try to kidnap him, abduct him, they uh-huh. were trying to kill him, they were going to abduct him and bring him to Saudi Arabia to interview him, that the general was just too patriotic and went too far in his orders and had him killed and that they will hold this team accountable. First of all, this has got to be literally the dumbest excuse. Like It's another level of incompetence. And it comes from a level of wealthy privilege. When you're that rich, you're used to getting away with lies. Yeah, when, yeah. Right? when you're that rich and unquestioned in a country, you're used to getting away with it. The international community is like, you've got to be kidding me. What makes this more fucked up is not only did they lie about m- literally murdering someone. I'm, I mean, their excuse literally right now is, we're not brutal murderers, we're just incompetent torturers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what they're so, going with. They're going oh, with yeah, that yeah, defense. Yeah. Okay? Uh, you just oh, Hold on. You, if this was a prosecutor, you'd go... Son, you sure you want to stick with that? <laughs> you want to be like, almost want to be like, hold on a minute. Yeah. This has got to be the dumbest thing. Anyway. But what makes it particularly frustrating is the response by the Trump administration. So as this entire thing has been going on, multiple companies, media companies, because there's a, uh, uh, an initiative that's being held in Saudi Arabia in a few days um, that's jokingly referred to as Davos in the desert. Davos is a big international business. Oh, Sir Davos. Not Sir Davos. Davos in this desert. So a lot of companies have pulled out. CNN, MSNBC. All yeah, Richard Branson. Big, Richard yeah. Branson pulled out. All of these big companies. The one company that's like, we're still monitoring is WWE. WWE <laughs> who has not stepped up yeah. and left. Okay. Now, this is made even worse by the fact that the Trump administration, because of the money that Saudi Arabia spends, seems to be giving them a pass. At first, like, oh, we're not so sure what's going on. He's not even a citizen. Then they're like, well, I, we're going to do something, but don't expect too much because, look, it's billions of dollars and I'm not going to sacrifice billions of dollars. Now, they actually literally sent Secretary Pompeo, shook hands with the prince, basically reassuring him that everything's okay, and went so far as to say, look, they denied any involvement, direct involvement, that yeah, it happened, but they had no control over it, and I believe him. This guy has literally said that he is believing Putin, he believes Kim Jong-un, he believes MBS, he's had harsher words for fellow Americans, for Stormy Daniels, for the Democrats, for Hillary Clinton, than he has had for brutal regimes that are murdering people. Yeah, yeah. and there's proof and that they're proof murdering. Yeah, there's that proof they're that murdering they're murdering people. people. This is where we're at right now. And don't get me wrong, this isn't unique to Trump. But Trump is just more brazen about it. There's a long history of U.S. Uh, Saudi relations. For those of you that are interested, check out Head On History. is going to be releasing a special in a couple days yeah. that is going to talk about this history. Or watch I mean, you Fahrenheit look, 9-11. Yeah. You look at yeah. any, of, any of our politicians in modern history have sat down with Saudi Arabia 
even though more morally they shouldn't have. Yeah. President Obama did the same thing. Yeah, Bush yeah. definitely did the same yeah. thing. You know, like those are things. It's a that, long history, but yeah. Trump Bush. takes it to another level. And I think yeah. uh, John Oliver does a really good job of explaining. If anyone hasn't seen the John Oliver, yeah, I do the, the piece on Saudi Arabia. Check really it good. out. He yeah. does a really good job talking about what makes this so different and so fucked up. But this is where we're at. It's like WWE. Here's this right. massive ass company who is still clearly gonna so, go through with so it. So here's the deal with that, right? So please don't defend them. I'm not defending them. I'm going to tell you what's going on here. All right, I'm going to break it down for the WWE side. So the WWE allegedly has signed a contract with this prince, right, yeah. where they would get like upwards, maybe more than 250 million dollars over 10 years, yeah. right, for doing shows in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Um, this show they announced it like a few months ago, but it was a rumor that was going to happen. It's called Crown Jewel. Yeah. Um, the talent, so the actual performers don't feel safe going there but management wants them to go because it's a shit ton of money yeah but they still go i I don't know there's rumors that they might change it right so the rumor is they're looking for a place to change it uh i I forgot who it was who made a fake tweet from vince mcmahon they're like you know due to the news of what happened in saudi arabia we have decided to take crown jewel to the progressive country of north korea and we're gonna have an event there because <laughs> they're just yeah. basically mocking the wwe for yeah. being like, historically stupid. the wwe has always i mean you can't take away its roots right i mean at the end racial, of the day racial classist it does a lot of stuff it also plays on a lot of it plays on a lot of controversy in order for its storylines or for yeah. you know people to kind of you it know plays are the ugliest sentiments in America you look at look at the past where guys like Sergeant Slaughter became an Iraqi sympathizer and they want him to burn a flag on live TV he wouldn't do it yeah he wouldn't do it he eventually burned a Hulk Hogan shirt yeah. But at the same time, it's like this was something that he that they wanted him to do. Like this is a part of 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 the fabric of the company and and kind of uh, some of the fucked up things that they've done in the past. Yeah. Well, what's fascinating to me though, mm-hmm. and not to pick on you guys, but as a broader to pull this out, right, is that WWE remains one of the more popular forms of entertainment. Yeah. Now this isn't. They said they're one. They're doing their one thousandth show of SmackDown today. This is indicative of kind of the voting base in America. Right. Part of the kind of issue that Democrats have, have come across is they have a Democrats outnumber Republicans by yeah. a large amount. Mm-hmm. Right. We're talking about two to one almost. Right. Yeah. It's not a 50 50 split. No. In any way, shape or form that even the ind- people who are not registered Democrats who are independents that make yeah. up the majority of the country, by the way, they tend uh-huh. to go Democrat, They tend to go Democrat yeah. because they favor social policies. Yeah. Right. That are that are Democrat. That are Democratic. The problem is. The Democrats have an issue turning out the vote. So when mm-hmm. we look at, for example, other than the Obama elections of 2008 and, and 2012, millennial voters, that is our generation, we're talking about anywhere from 18 to about 35, mm-hmm. they don't show up. And they no. show up in very small numbers. We look at the current uh, midterms. We talked about this last week, right? Is that people 15 above are uh, interested in voting at 60%. Mm-hmm. And millennials are at twenty nine percent, twenty eight to twenty nine percent. It's terrible. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That tells us something. I think the advent of social media and a particular type of entertainment, mind numbing entertainment, has really had an impact on the generations. Where originally protests was centered in the school, 
Uh-huh. Schools were radical spaces. It was yeah. Places where anti-Vietnam War protests. Yeah, like happened. Berkeley was the huge heart, for that shit back the in the heart day. of uh, the civil rights movement emerged as a fusion of academics and students with Southern black preachers. Uh-huh. Right? That was where real change happened. The new public space of protest is where Twitter. Twitter. It's online. Right. right? You you show your anger or support or whatnot by do liking the, do it for the likes do it for the retweets views or retweets or you share the article on facebook if you're one of the old fogies that are still on facebook right like it's, a, it's <laughs> us yeah i know that that's how protest works nowadays which means that the the two main forms of protest that existed that is grassroots organizing and boycotts no longer are viable instead what you end up with is the protest march Mm-hmm. So people are willing to march or raise awareness, that is, tweet, like, etc., because it vaunts, it vents their emotions, yeah. right? That's a great way of, 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 or of you know, like showing your discomfort or your support. There's only one problem with that. They, if you don't do anything else, it, does, it goes nowhere. No, it doesn't translate. You feel no. good. You held up the sign, you yelled, you shouted, you sang some songs, right? Oh, yeah, you did it. But it doesn't actually do anything. The only thing that actually works, and this is why the civil rights movement works, it's why the anti-Vietnam work, is when that translates into voting, that is constructive change, and creative destruction, which is boycotts. But Ali... So, for example, after the Kavanaugh thing, uh-huh. right? Kavanaugh gets that. In Iceland, women went on general strike for a day. That one day made men go, fuck, I can't do this. One day, all women, and when I say all, it was like all, like ninety percent of women participated. Wow, right? It's a smaller country, but still, I mean, it's pretty amazing. Still, I mean, ninety percent of women yeah. participated, and like you know, what? we're just gonna go on general strike. Guess what? Rights increased right afterwards, which is good, right? After the Kavanaugh thing, if everyone in this country, women, men who were appalled by that, went on general strike, going, "I'm not going into work. I'm not gonna fucking shop on Amazon. I'm not gonna watch YouTube. I'm gonna sit down with a book." I'm going to read something, or I'm going to hang out with my friends and we're going to cook a dinner together. Mm-hmm. It would have had a massive impact on society. But all, you, all we did was yell and shout. And I'm not delegitimizing those protests. I'm saying that if we only do that, we end up failing as a society. And part of the mechanism that ensures that we never do stuff like that is WWE. Is this type of entertainment that keeps you distracted. Mm. There's the, the, the death of boredom is one of the most dangerous things that's happened to us. The infinite scroll of Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram killed our capacity to mobilize. The turning inward of the camera t- killed our or- or- ability to organize. And the rise of reality TV and WWE to this level. I, I have a theory. I mean, you're a prime example of this. The rise... Have you or have you not gone on marches? Yes. You have, yeah. right? Very famously so, and you felt very good about it. How many boycotts have you done? Not a lot, have you? I have I boycotted Chick Fil A. Here's the example. I boycotted Papa John's. Chick Fil A is a good example. You and I are very consistent on Chick Fil A, right? Uh-huh. We're you. You also don't go to Chick Fil A. Right? All three of us here, we're good on Chick Fil A. Papa John's. After that moment, we went fuck Chick Fil A. Even though all three of us fucking love Chick Fil A's food, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. It's the, the best chicken good. that yeah. we have here. Yeah. Let's be honest, right? Yeah. Yeah, for for a friend, for a chain, I yeah. still miss the little chicken nuggets with the. The bread with oh, the chicken honey, minis. The chicken minis with the little honey on For it. Breakfast. God, I fucking love that stuff. Miss it to this day, right? How many of our friends do you know who are pro-LGBTQ rights who eat Chick-fil-A? Almost all of them. Yeah, I know a lot of them. Almost yeah. all of our friends, think about it, who, when you ask them, will go, 
No, I support LGBT rights. Fuck Chick-fil-A. They buy Chick-fil-A, don't they? Yeah. Chick-fil-A should have died. Yeah. The boycott should have killed Chick-fil-A, but it didn't. The fact that Chick-fil-A survives mm-hmm. is an example of our failures to organize, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and it's symptomatic of yeah. our, our example of our... There's generation. a weird, like... I remember there's a weird t- uh, Twitter contingent of LGBTQ people who are... Who, who like, yeah, I know they hate gay people, but I... But I love chicken. I love that chicken biscuit. Right. And it's like a huge... And it's like, but they get a lot of likes for that because it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Right? It's but hilarious. But you go... You do realize... Yeah. Like, you're hurting the cause. <laughs> you're not just hurting your... I mean, the thing is... It's one thing to say you like a singer that, 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 you know, is problematic. That in of itself is an issue. It's another thing when it comes to a corporation because of the amount of power that they wield. Yeah. They boycotted Uber, right? Yeah, Uber. We've done, there are examples of successful boycotts, right? Yeah. But they tend to be short-lived. Listen, Ali. Uber, you, Chick-fil-A. You, I have a yeah. theory and you cut me off. Sorry, go on, please. This is a legitimate theory. It's a real theory. It's, it's no, not. It's not. This is a legitimate theory. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> He's so ready for it. All right. There is a direct correlation between the rise of the WWE and the rise of Donald Trump. This sounds familiar. I wonder who said this. Diz, your hair is thinning. <laughs> You're suddenly so much better looking. Fuck off. God. Actually, no. I mean, that's... I mean. Any idiot could see that. That's, that's, I remember now watching. Now you're just parroting me. Yeah. I remember Smell watching flattery. an episode of WWE where they had a Donald Trump impersonator fight uh, Roseanne, or not Roseanne, uh, what's her name? Rosie O'Donnell impersonator. Yeah, see, oh, yeah, I've seen that too. Like, these are, look, I know that people like wrestling, and I'm not going to do- I'm not yeah, going to hate them for the, for the wrestling. It is entertaining, right? Yeah. It is. There's Dig no it. doubt about it. But you can't deny that it has a, has that a social impact on. I mean, the fact that people aren't outraged. Like, WWE fans should be yelling at the top of their lungs, and be like, "This should not go on in Saudi Arabia." Well, here's the thing. All right, so I, a guy was murdered yeah. and hacked up but, into pieces, but, and now the reports are coming out that they started to hack him up while he was alive. Here's the thing. I won't watch Crown Jewel. Bad tortures. Right. I'll, yeah, bad tortures. I, I won't watch Crown Jewel, even though my. One of my favorites is coming back from retirement Ooh. for Shawn Michaels. All oh, right, right. But I won't watch Don't it. Don't we have a video about that I guy? just said, yeah. Yeah. said who as if he didn't <laughs> promo the video yeah. so, 10 minutes earlier. So I'm not going to watch the pay-per-view. I'll watch the British YouTube like review shows about it. Because they're the nice people. They're the Brits. They're good. Brits are always nice. They, they've never <laughs> don't done try to, oh Don't God. try to butter me up by <laughs> yeah. saying nice things about the Brits. Just because I go to England a lot doesn't mean that I'm suddenly like pro-British. You're yeah. pro... Yes, you are. I mean, I also... Some Anglophile moments, but, but it's at the not, same time, it's like, did you, did you forget the long history of colonialism did, that's attached to the British Empire? Up. I mean, the world looks the way that it does, mostly because of yeah. Britain. Isn't Israel and Palestine because of the Literally Brits? Literally because of the Brits. In fact... The only reason we talk about America is because Britain got its ass kicked during the Suez Crisis and then backed away, and then America's like, all right, I'll step in. It's like in the in the in the kind of 50s, 60s, and 70s is when the U.S. stepped in. Mm-hmm. But we're talking the British Empire for a good solid 300 years. Yeah, did you better Brexit out of this ass whooping right okay. here? Listen, all I'm saying nice is try. I won't watch it. I'll watch the the reviews, but. People have been asking, telling WWE to stop doing this for a while. Like other podcasts I listen to, it other look, WWE is different in that I think it does appeal to kind of the worst in humanity uh, from from the overt racism stereotypes. Yeah. But I wouldn't have an issue with reality it. TV and other aspects of social media if it didn't have this consequence. If people could watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, but also boycott people 
and like take stands, I wouldn't have an issue. I'd be like, all right, yeah. There's nothing wrong with entertainment. I believe entertainment is massively important for us. It's for our mental health. It's our ability to disconnect. It can be deeply anti-capitalist if you know how to do it right. Yeah, right. That's why I go on like these free porn sites because I no, refuse. No, no, I refuse to no, give vivid no, entertainment because money. every time you click on one of those things, you're bringing in ad revenue for them. You're bringing I have an in ad, ad revenue, and I mean you're uh, contributing to another form of capitalism. The 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 commodification um, the, of the, sex, not just the commodification, of women's bodies, the reduction of the woman's body to literally her biological, Don't ruin porn biological for me. and reproductive. Don't ruin porn for me. Just Shut up. I'm done. The it's like there's nothing more capitalistic than porn. Whatever, right? man. But that is true. Yeah. If people could somehow overcome the consequences, I wouldn't have an issue with it. But my problem is that we talk about women's rights. And then people watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, who have fucking slave shops in 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 Southeast Asia. What about those women? Oh, I boycotted if that show too. If your feminism, if your feminism doesn't extend to women of color in the global South who are being forced to make these fucking products, or it doesn't extend to the damage that the Keeping with the Kardashians do in regards to the beauty industry, then that's a problem, right? And here's the thing: it's easy not to boycott. It's easy to watch this stuff. So this is what I'm saying is like the structure. I don't blame individuals, but I'm saying the structure is so fucking, fucking, you know, stilted. You got to do something. Yeah, you gotta step up. Well, we didn't. I mean, we talked about this before, where it's all like really the industry is is kind of there to basically make you feel good about yourself for that, that thirty back. minutes or whatever it is, right? I downloaded a feminist emoji yeah, from and then Kim Kardashian. If you do enough of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Because really, it's like the whole point, it's the same, I mean, really the same thing kind of happens in the gaming community, right? Yeah. Where it's this idea where you somehow, you you did the raid, or you did this, and you achieved that weird item that yeah. happens to be gold instead of blue. Yeah. And then that high that you get for achieving that. You feel accomplished. You feel, you feel accomplished for that day, right? But it's not like you're ever just happy with the game after you've done that. Yo, like, D- DC just fucking overturned. Minimum wage, shout out to Arash for this. Yeah. Overwhelmingly supported by the people. Progressive city, council overturns $15 minimum wage for servers. But hey, I've, I've achievement unlocked. Yeah. I'm not going to protest. So what pissed me what pissed me off about that is like literally like there's things with our livelihood that, you know, that that will ultimately uh that that's there to make sure that we live at the very least, a life that we can afford in this country. Yeah. Right? And uh, most people don't know about that. Or a life right? that is sheltered. Yeah. But then they talk about how right now, this is actually, there was a tweet the other day that I saw where they kind of talked about Generation Z being the one to be like, they're the ones who uh, can talk about like kind of the most kind of progressive ideologies. Yeah. But at the same time, um, will spend all the all the the money that they're not making on nerdy shit as Man. opposed to trying to get more. Yeah, right. Generation like, Z and millennials are considered to be the wokest generations. They're mm-hmm. the ones that more likely to identify as queer or LGBTQ, that identify as feminist, as intersectional, as anti-racists. All of that, but also considered to be the least organized. There's literally, if you think about it, there is not a single grassroots millennial movement the closest we come is occupy wall street yeah that's the closest we come but there's no single you got the civil rights movement you got the lgbtq rights movement. you got women's rights right you got all these different movements but if you think about it generation z and millennials what is our move grassroots movement what about the thing that, that that completely you know motivates us transforms yeah. society but what about like anti-gun movements it's the cl- uh, yeah, it's sort of, That's, but even that yeah, but there's not really like a uniform. You can't really like identify who, like this generation. Who's leading it? Like, yeah. A bunch of kind of celebrity victims, and that's it. Yeah. 
Oh, the ordinary celebrities. The ordinary millennial, the ordinary Generation Z will say they may want gun regulation, but they're not out there. Yeah. You know, what I'm doing what I, anything. I'd actually it. be interested to see, like, because now, because now that the fervor is kind of down, if you can ask someone within our generation, kind of the younger end of our generation, if they knew who David Hogg was, yeah, right, because. They don't. Um, at one point, every you know, everyone kind of understood who David Hogg was because he was on the news and you know the Parkland shooting and everything. But now oh, he's a now, crisis actor, right? Yeah. Now that everything is Stop really it. like, now that everything is really like kind of settled. Yeah, he no one does. If, if they can actually That's identify who David Hogg, we should probably like, do this experiment. Yeah. I like this idea. Yeah, I like this. We should ask. Let's let's come, let's do this by next week. We all agree to ask ten people. I'll ask my students. Yeah, ten people will ask if they know who David Hogg is. Okay. Right. Random people. Yeah. Just random people. We'll we'll report back next week. But anyways, uh, this the, you know, the WWE thing is just part of a broader issue that's going on. America is in a weird. I mean, the rise of Trump has done something to our politics. Our politics have always been nasty, and our politics have always been really personal. Yeah. Right? Going right back to fucking Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? But they're not. It's not fun like parliament meetings in the UK where they're like insulting the each other. Parliament is hilarious. If yeah. anyone watches like real politics, like go watch Parliament with like. Their job is to have zingers against each other. I know it's it's pretty amazing, actually. I mean, as much as I hate Boris Johnson, yeah, like his he, shit that's, is he that's why he's popular. Yeah, his shit be... was on point, calling people gelatinous, supine, supine, yeah, protoplasmic, yeah, no, invertebrates. Like he, he went fucking. I used that because of him. Yeah, he went nuts on these people, and like they've gotten to like fist fights and shit yeah, in Parliament. They don't joke around. They've got some. They like when they insult each other. I drunkenly remember this game. Yeah. Scott or not. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're good. They're yeah. very good at this stuff. But anyways, I mean, our politics has gotten to this point where we've got, on one hand, you've got Donald Trump sitting there fondling the balls of Kim Jong-un in one hand, yeah. Putin in the other. Kanye's and, from, and, and, from behind and, fondling and, his. And, teaba- and getting teabagged by MBS. Ugh. So he's got, he's got three. This is the, What's MBS? MBS is Mohammed bin Salman, the yeah. crown prince Saudi. of Saudi Arabia. Oh. So uh, that right there, by insulting Mohammed bin Salman and the billions of dollars he puts into the academics, I probably just killed my job prospects. <laughs> aren't you, aren't you not allowed in Saudi Arabia? I'm, I've gotten, yeah, I've gotten a lot of issues. But with the previous administration, not the current Malik administration. Malik Fahed? I haven't had. The current, oh, okay. administration, uh, the current administration doesn't know me, as far as I'm aware but i wrote a particularly critical piece that got a lot yeah of i'm not allowed in saudi arabia either because you went to israel what because you went to israel? Never been to israel i've never been to israel so why aren't you allowed in saudi arabia there's some stuff uh, on 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 facebook live that uh <laughs> i'm only kidding yeah, i was very confused <laughs> this thing he did with a donkey yeah. <laughs> Whoa, they saw it oh okay you had to go there didn't you it's just it's up, fucking asshole. The, the fondling in the right hand the uh-huh. fondling in the left hand and the MBS balls in the mouth. I call this the unholy trinity of balls. Ah, this is what mm. Donald Trump is in right now. Putin so, un MBS. Yeah. It's actually not a trinity because there's six balls. Well, I mean, I was ta- I was hand, hand, mouth. Oh. Like, I don't know what you like. You were fixated on the balls. I get it. Right? But, so like, it's uncalled for. It is uncalled for. It's just a necessary reaction yeah. to a very polite observation. Yeah. This is very polite. He just pointed but out I the map. Be- I believe in in uh, you know scorch earth policy. V will never raise his voice again on this podcast. He's just like he's crippled. I Crippled his his self esteem for the rest of the podcast. And to be fair, it wasn't very high to start with. So you know that's that's the, that's the one thing. So you've got Trump on this hand. You got the fucking Wagner dude who's running. Who's like, I'm gonna t- take my golf cleats to your face. Mm. Have you seen this? What this guy, this Republican that's running, Wagner, told the Democratic incoming, put out an ad where he's like, you see these golf cleats? I'm a stomp in your face. And it's like he, oh, he's there's, physically there's... threatening. His opponent. Well, there's the other guy in Georgia who said, I'm going to take my pickup truck and deport these illegals myself. Or the, the, yeah, the Georgia yeah. governor who pulled out a gun on a teenage boy. 
Have you what? seen this? The ad is the boy coming to talk to his daughter, so he literally pulls out a gun, a shotgun. I've the seen that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. is Brian Kemp, who's running against Stacey Abrams. Stacey oh. Abrams. She, he's worst. the one that's re- suppressing the vote. He's suppressing the fucking vote because he's Secretary of State. That piece of fucking Ooh, shit. Ooh, right? Jesus. Talk about that. The guy, he's in an election, and who's in charge of the election? He is. <laughs> Oh God! Fucking crazy. There's some like Tammany Hall bullshit. This is yeah, like, yeah. Look up Tammany Hall for you. You understand how how dirty our American politics. Yeah. Look up Tammany Hall in Arizona. McSally calls the other lady. He's like, "You're a fucking traitor!" Like outright calls her a traitor, and then doesn't back down. Releases a mailer and describing what a traitor is and what the punishment for treason is. Oh my God. And this all comes down to our own yeah. little Isn't neck that, of the woods. SoCal guy doing the same yeah, shit. Fucking in Southern California. Yeah, your homeboy Duncan Hunter. Duncan Hunter. Tell us a little bit about this, Diz. I'll, I'll tell people about him. But first, if you're paying attention to this, I need you to sit down. All right? This we, is a good one. Yeah. I need you to sit down. If you're already sitting down, stand up and then sit down again. <laughs> right? Because it's, it's, that's how it is. Jeez. Uh, have I ever told you how much I hate the, in concerts when they tell you to do stuff? Oh, yeah. We're now turning into that. Yeah. yeah. Put your hands in the yeah. air. Put Shut your, up. Fuck you. I just paid $70 for these tickets. I don't yeah. put my hands anywhere. It's pretty cheap for concert tickets oh, nowadays. Lord. All right, listen. So, Ali's... Best friend and eternal soulmate Duncan Hunter is running in East County. I don't understand why you're associating him with me. I don't know. It just seems like one of your friends that you went to high school with, maybe. I mean, he definitely... We went to high school with Duncan Hunter. Yeah, I know. Right? Not maybe him specifically, but we definitely went to high school with a lot of Duncan Hunters. Yeah, we've met many a Duncan Hunter. Yeah. Right. So friends with a couple of them on Facebook. So, Fuck. So this man, Duncan Hunter, all right? Representative. He is the representative from San Diego. Congressman. Cong- yeah. Uh, Republican. Yeah, Republican. <laughs> this is what it all means. Okay. White. <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Have you ever met a black <laughs> Duncan Hunter? <laughs> That's a good point. That's like, a solid point. I mean, how many black people do you know named Duncan? Like, let's just be real. Hunter We're going to get a Duncan tweet once. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but anyways, it's probably spelled with a Q. <laughs> oh, Diz. Diz, you crossed the line. Why? They spell their names creatively. <laughs> what is it? Who, who, who's, who's they? they? Who's, what do you mean people. those people, Diz? Anyways, so um, he's running for Congress again, right? He's the incumbent. He's running in Congress against uh, a man named Amar Kampa Najjar. Yeah, not a solid name. Amar uh. Kampa Najjar. Is that you? Yeah. Okay, so Amar Kampa Najjar is a Mexican This is why Bobby name. Jindal is Bobby Jindal. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah. changed his name to Bobby Jindal. His yeah. real name is like Priyush. 15 syllables. Oh yeah, it is Priyush. <laughs> is it Priyush? <laughs> yeah, Priyush. Is it Priyush? Yeah, it's Priyush. Priyush Jindal. Damn, yeah. this actually gave you a fact. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know what his name was. Yeah, it's Priyush. Uh, anyways, so he's running against uh, Amar Campanajar in, in San Diego in East County, yeah. right? Now, Amar Kampanajar is Mexican, and has Mexican and Palestinian heritage, right? Yeah. He was born in America, so he's yeah. an American, but mm. he comes from Mexican and, and yeah. Palestinian. That's a good heritage. mix. Yep. Right. That's a good dinner right there. Yeah. Now, Amar cannibal over here. <laughs> is a devout Christian. He's a very yeah. devout right? He converted, didn't he? Uh, I don't know yeah, if he converted. Yeah, no, he converted. And he's, he's a converted. part of his uh, church. Yeah, so... Devout Christian man just happens to have an Arab name because his father was Arab. One part Arab sounding name. Yeah. Oh, Amar Kampa Najar. Kampa is a, not. Oh, yeah. Not. But Najar. Yeah. Najar. Two parts. Yeah. He's two thirds. Amar yeah. can also be a uh, Mexican name. Uh, uh, Omar. Yeah. But Omar can as well. I guess. Yeah. Not anyway, commonly. Anyways. So he was an aide at the White House yeah. under Barack Obama. Barack right? Obama. Uh, 
another man who was accused of being a Muslim, fortunately, also right. had yeah. Barack Hussein Obama. Mm. Right? He had two parts. Uh, America elected the guy named Hussein or something. Sometimes. Yeah. So Hunter has been going around saying that this man is an Islamist. Literally called him. A terrorist. A terrorist. Like, not hyperbole. No, no, no. Literally call him a terrorist. This guy is a terrorist. He's, He's going to infiltrate he, yeah, Congress. Congress. He's going to infiltrate Congress. He's going to get security briefings. He paid three former military people to go and make a TV, uh, a TV commercial uh, saying how they fear that he's... Yeah, just, it was a, also a flyer. Yeah, but how he's joining Congress to get secret files to, to give, give to, to, the the, Muslim to the Muslims. <laughs> to the Muslim Brotherhood, specifically. Muslim Brotherhood, yeah. Now, mind you, this motherfucker has been indicted for... Campaign fraud. Campaign fraud for over $250,000. And right? then he bravely, very bravely, a brave man that he is... Through his wife. Yeah, under blamed the, his wife for like, all I don't it. handle our finances. My wife does. You. I know, really, yeah. Bro, so his wife, Margaret. Yeah. It's, the fact that they're not a divorce right now is something. Mm. Look. She we, dumped his ass. We live in 2018, folks. Yeah. All right. And then you, you really out here campaigning. Yeah. That this man is a terror. First off. Like, he's a Christian. Yeah, he's a Christian. He's, he's not, not a Muslim. To, not to replicate the stereotype that only Muslims are yeah, terrorists. Plenty of Christian terrorists. Yeah. Plenty. But look, yeah. but you know, you're calling him Robert an Islamist. Deere. He's calling him an Islamist, yeah. right? No, he's a Christian. He's a Christian. The exact opposite. Yeah. Right? Well, well kind of. Yeah. In America's terms, the exact opposite. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, he, he, then he's, he's tying Amar Kampanajar's uh, grandfather to a terrorist organization. And he's like, yeah, well, his grandpa was a terrorist, so he's a terrorist. Omar Kampanajar's grandfather died 16 years before Omar was born. Yeah, his, he doesn't know his father. Doesn't he doesn't know, his, know father. his grandfather. Yeah. has no connections with his father's side of the family in any way, shape, or form. But Besides this is his name. This is literally the type of campaign that these Republicans are running right now. I mean, it's insane. He, this is maddeningly insane. He, he's race. He's like he changed his middle name from Yasser to Kampa. He's he's not only race baiting, but he. This is the piece of shit that that is, you know. Islamophobia is one way of putting it. Bigotry is a more accurate way of putting it. You know, this guy is an outright bigot who is playing to the bigotry of his constituents and trying to scare them into not voting for this guy or scare them to coming out to the polls. This guy is going to get secret intelligence and pass it on to the Muslim Brotherhood. I mean, if and if if was Jewish, and someone said. That he was passing on secrets. The ALS? ADLS? To uh, the elders of Zion. Mm. The protocols of Zion. We'd call his ass out. Yeah. We'd be like, this is a fucking outright anti-Semitic attack by a conspiracy theorist piece of shit. But here we are. And he's ahead in the polls. But here's comfortably ahead in the polls. Najjar's response was amazing. Uh, I'm not I, a big fan of, for the record, yeah. even though Omar Kampanajah is, is a Democrat, I'm not a big fan yeah. of his. I'm not actually, I don't think he's a good candidate. But his response is a good response, all right? He's like, there are two candidates in this race. One of us was indicted by the FBI. The other one was cleared by the FBI to work at the White House. Like That's a good answer. It's yeah, a good yeah. answer. He's just like, this guy's unhinged. Yeah. He's telling the truth. The guy's unhinged. Saying anything like that yeah. means you're fucking It just crazy. goes to the desperation that, that he's feeling. He's clearly... 
It's a tighter race than he expected. He's been indicted. The fact that he's going this he's low... He's going this low is because he's been indicted. Yeah, he's, he's scared. He's scared. But he is comfortably ahead, and that tells you something about that he, district. Okay, well, he won the district by 27 points yeah. in 2016. He's a legacy, too. His dad was a... Yeah, 30 uh, years his dad was on the... And his dad was just as co- fucking corrupt as he was. He's yeah. only winning by single digits, but... That doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a win still is a win. I don't care okay. if you win by one point or you win by 10 points. Thanks, if Vin you Diesel. Pu- if you put this person... In Congress, that says something about you as a voter. Yeah. Can I tell you honestly, this guy's a fucking douche. And just like in general, I'm not like let's let's just pull away from his blatant racism and his freaking hatred for anyone with pigment in their skin who doesn't eat mayonnaise every day. But I mean, we talked about him on this mayonnaise podcast. Mayonnaise is spicy. Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> I nearly slapped someone who said that. Yeah. What? <laughs> mayonnaise is. Who said mayonnaise was spicy? It's on Twitter. What? Is it really? It was on Twitter. Someone said mayonnaise was spicy, and I slapped my phone. Wait, what? How white were they? White. Casper white? We don't need to get into this. It was, just, it was actually just a bottle of mayonnaise uh, as their, their ABS. A jar of mayonnaise. <laughs> Listen, I, I can go the next three hours about about talking about mayonnaise, but I don't want to. Let's not. I, I can't I've seen lo- undercover, brother. You're I can't lose my it. temper right now, okay? Okay. You've got a heart condition. Yes, exactly. Now, the thing is, we talked about Duncan Hunter on this podcast before. Last we minute. actually we ridiculed him in 2000, or 2016 because his stupid ass was fucking vaping on the floor yeah. of Congress. What's yeah. up, man? What's wrong right? with vaping? This D-bag yeah. right here with this freaking apple pie passion fruit dick-sucking fucking vapor <laughs> shit. That's, right? that's, that's homophobic. Not homophobic. It's latent homophobic. Eroticism. Yeah, it's, God damn it. You and your homoeroticism. You know, it's you it's and a, your WWE men writhing together, then you wrapping your lips Kanye shrug. around a big mechanical phallic object. Mm. Kanye shrug. Whatever. In, anyway. So you know what's funny? He was vaping. You people realize he was vaping on the floor specifically because they asshole. were discussing uh, whether or not you were allowed, or whether or not there should be a law allowing you to vape on airplanes. Yeah. So uh, he was vaping while they were talking about vaping. Like he a is fucking notorious for it. He vapes during interviews. He blows the smoke. I saw him on one of the couches. He's literally blowing smoke at some lady. If only he wasn't a racist, I'd vote for him. Yeah. He's a piece of shit. I hate people like that who's like, oh, I'm going to vape. Like, I get it. You've got a disgusting habit that you need to suck on something. Mm. You can't wait five minutes until you're outside. And what's crazy is that. So yeah, one of the do. things of the. Uh, if you vaped in my house, I'd put you in your throat. Of the $250,000 of campaign financing that he's being charged for. for Yes, ma'am. Spending on things like vacations, mistresses or whatever, I think. Yeah, he's also been accused of infidelity, got caught having a mistress. His wife. Yeah, I know. know. Ladies, stop sticking by these guys. That's why they become these type of douchebags. They feel comfortable. Yeah, like the wieners of the world. Yeah, let don't no more wieners of the world. No more. Um, let hunters. them go sexless. For no the more trumps. Them. Make them pay for it. Kavanaugh's. You know, you you ladies, I can tell you this beyond a shadow of doubt. You're better than he is. You remember, you remember yeah. how women suffrage when it happened, right? In addition to literal acts of like breaking windows and shit, because women don't fuck around, they stopped having sex with their husbands. <gasps> yeah. The men change them on real quick after that. Yeah, see that you gotta you gotta use the tools. You gotta use the tools uh, at your advantage, and you gotta make sure that they don't use their tools for their advantages. Yeah. That's gross. Use their tools to the bathroom by themselves. Yeah, exactly. He's been feeling the women's suffrage for twenty <laughs> <way>. years. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I didn't expect it to be like, really? I didn't expect it. 
It's the way he said it, too. Yeah. Like the women's suffrage. Mm. He doesn't know what suffrage means. He just yeah. knows that it sounds like suffer. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Carry on. What were you saying about this? That's this true. Duncan I mean, uh, this has been anti-women's suffrage for so long that it's got cold sores on it now. <laughs> oh. But that's besides the point, okay? Uh, <laughs> that's a better one. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm on this podcast sometimes. But that's the besides the point. Now, the thing is, I will say that of, of that 250 k that he's being indicted for, they actually have on the thing that he spent $1,500 on games on Steam. Oh, my God. Right? Like, so Sounds like V's best friend. Bro. God, this guy like, he bought any, you. He bought anywhere on, on the card that was connected to the campaign finance, anywhere between like 70 games on Steam. He went, no, no, that was that was my kid. He went and he bought the games. The problem is, though, it's all like, you know, you have to physically put your card yeah, into Steam yeah. in order for it to Was Hotline to Miami one of those games? I, I certainly hope not, because I love Hotline Miami. <laughs> this piece but, of shit is just, he's on another level. Of yeah, so part, part of him throwing his wife under the bus about spending the money was she didn't monitor what card was being used to, to for my son to buy these 70 oh, fucking God. games. Are we, okay, are we not surprised... I mean, are we surprised that Republicans are going to slow? No, but I think it's like... I'm not surprised in any way, shape, or form. But there's a part of you that holds out for decency. You know what I mean? man, remember, two years ago, all right? Just two years ago, in 2016, we had a sitting president named Barack Obama, Mm. right? Who 55% of Republicans thought was a Muslim, right? That's not a minority. That's a majority of Republicans Republicans thought he was a Muslim. Or... What the fuck is even wrong? more believed he wasn't a Christian. The right? Republican Party needs to die. It needs this is not a political party. I'm sorry, I gotta say it. It's just Democrats, stop treating this like it's a democracy. It's not. It's a hostile takeover of a radical minority sect. If our democracy is to survive, Republican, the Republican Party, must be destroyed. It must be burnt to the ground, the ashes pissed on, and then something else can emerge as a sort of fiscally conservative. Yeah, bring back the Whigs. You cannot have one party, even a two-party system, you can't have one party dedicated to the utter destruction of democracy. That's not how this works. Yeah. Yeah, it's, You're supposed to disagree on how high our tax rate is, not decide whether we want a king or not. Yeah, I heard that 55% of listeners of Kermit also think that Ali is a Muslim. Oh, well, that's a... I mean, you're a secret Muslim. You have a fucking podcast on it. But look, here's what I'm saying, all right? It's, it's an opposition party, all right? Supposedly. No, the, the Republicans are an outright opposition party. They're not an opposition party because they're in power, asshole. But they oppose everything that the Democrats do. So when they're, for, they're a reactionary party yeah. now. Now, uh, and on, on top of that, like, they've just been, they've been saying, like, we need to be civil. Where is civility in politics? Where the fuck was the civility in politics for the past, like, 10 years? Why do Democrats have to be civil? Because the when, Democrats are spineless pieces of shit who buy into that argument. When they go low, we go high. I love you, Michelle. You're an amazing person. But, but you're wrong. But you're, yeah, you're dead wrong on that. Fuck That's because that. Democrats believe in that bullshit. They believe, I mean, we're fucking spineless, supine, invertebrate, protoplasmic fucking Chuck Schumer over there. With his looking over his glasses like he's a fucking librarian when he should be leading a battle charge against a party that is outright trying to undermine the basic principles of democracy. What was the guy's name from Nevada that would... 
talk Harry shit Reed. back. Harry Reid. Yeah. We need to bring him he back. He didn't talk shit back. He fucking punched people in the face. Yeah, no, he, he was. Yeah. He was the equivalent of brass knuckles in he politics. A, he was yeah. also corrupt as fuck. Yeah, he was. Okay. Well, I mean, Shamelessly done. Bring back Harry Reid. He's corrupt. How do we? How do we make that happen? He's retired. Can he unretire? He wants nothing to do with politics. Good can, for him. He's smart. He got that's out of it. True. Yeah. No. He 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 took the high road. He's <laughs> unretired. It's not his fault that the Democrats are fucking pieces of shit. I mean, who do we blame for it? The Democrats. I know, but which one specifically? All of them. Feinstein. Yeah. Every single one of them. Nancy yeah. Pelosi. From, Honestly, the, from top the, to yeah, bottom. The voting population, or the non-voting population, is really who we should be blaming. That's Damn. true. Democrats, but Republicans. I'm so tired of motherfuckers saying that their votes don't count. Look, I think, honestly, the only resolution to this is to elect a strong, wise... Don't, Ali. Handsome... <laughs> don't. ...leader, perhaps a supreme one, who will come in and fix... All of our problems. Oh, Snoke. I agree. I refer to Chairman Lomi. Um, Chairman, huh? Yeah. Ch- <laughs> As I look at you, <laughs> racist piece of shit, I look right at him. <laughs> Chairman Lomi. Chairman Lomi. Uh, I think okay. a supreme leader of sorts. One who is... A chancellor? Versed in the ways of history. Uh, understands the human psychology. Hey, it's charming and charismatic. Hey, Ahmadinejad was a history Loves teacher. kittens and puppies. Yeah. You don't like And puppies. crushing his enemies you into like the puppies? ground. Yeah. I love puppies. Hmm, I just don't like when they get bigger. Hmm. I mean, I like them yeah. when they're bigger too and they're dumb. Hmm. They do dumb shit that cracks me up. All dogs are puppies. They're just bigger puppies. Puppers. I'm, I'm a big fan of puppers and kittens. Are you going to have a... Uh, was it a... And more cult, like cultural centers, or are you going to do that? I would rule with an iron fist. I'm not going to reveal all of my politics. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Listen, you can't rule with an iron fist. They got canceled. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it's done. It's over with. It's over with. Thank God. Listen, Thank if you God. if you ever evoked the image of iron fist, how while dare to rule, you <laughs> connect iron fist to me? Yeah, you said it. I'm going to rule with Seriously. an iron fist. Ali as a dictator was less. It was actually more tasteful than the Iron Fist on Netflix exactly. was. Exactly. Like, this is messed because up, man. at least I was successful. Okay. That is true. Hypothetically. <laughs> in your mind, you were successful. Hey, they were successful in their minds, too. So in nerd news and lighter news, because we've been talking about some heavy shit. Yeah, I'm depressed yeah. as shit yeah. now. Yeah, we talked Iron about Fist. the women's suffrage for me. Yeah. We talked you know, about WWE's. I, happy news. Congrats. Happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's gone. Yeah, <laughs> your um, worst nightmare is oh, over. I was confused. He I was. You guys, we, I'll, uh, well, I said happy birthday because yeah. he was having such a good day. Yeah, V texted us. He said, "Hey, I got San Diego Comic Con tickets and Iron Fist canceled the same day. It's an amazing day." And V goes, or Ali goes, "Happy birthday!" And I'm like, "What yeah. the fuck?" You have to understand, my dear friends and listeners, that V Tran as a human being Never lives <laughs> in a dark. <laughs> macabre world yeah. where every single minute that he is alive yeah. he contemplates whether or not he still should be. if this was a comic Whoa, book if this was a comic wait on, a minute oh, I know, I'm trying to gloss over this because it got <laughs> it went too far again Tran again crosses many lines if if this was a comic book series it would be the new 52 V's life is the new 52 you have to understand even that, Superman's yeah. an asshole in it much in like world. much like the Phoenix of uh of the X-Men comics as well as mythology. You're psychotic. Right? Things need to be destroyed and be rebuilt constantly. Right? And in this situation, Iron Fist... Is this Fist, about S&M? What are we talking about here? What, what about this beaten down and built up again? What are we talking about? Iron here? Fist needs to be destroyed and then be rebuilt into the Luke Cage. Now, he's, he's continuing on Defenders and so they were going Daredevil to, and Luke Cage. Like He's going to show up there, right? So much like Ice Cube on my very good day. right? didn't have to use my AK. I got San Diego Comic-Con tickets. Iron Fist got canceled. And they're considering kind of keeping him in the universe. 
through things like Luke Cause Cage. Because he does better in Defenders, Luke Cage, and I will Daredevil, tell you, right? I will tell you honestly that it's one of those He's things. More palatable for you, absolutely. Defenders more so, and Luke Cage season two simply because him and the Luke Cage dynamic is something that's been built up. You just seven. hated Iron Fist. Iron Fist, the, the show. show itself was shit. Not the actor. I mean, even the act, like, he wasn't great, right? Like, he was fine in Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. He, you know, the thing is, the he problem was with... Renly Baratheon? Uh, Loras Tyrell. Yeah, he was uh, the, flower, the Knight of Flowers, right? Yeah, what the hell? How did you get that wrong? I don't know. I didn't watch the, the I didn't watch um, Iron Fist. Okay. I fell asleep during the first episode. So Not bad? Yeah. It's really, it is really bad. Really? Um, never mind the fact that it should be called Marvel Presents Yellow Fever, uh, a Netflix series, because it literally played out every single prepubescent white boys fantasies about learning how to kick the ass of his bullies being a billionaire and fucking an Asian woman. Uh, That's besides the point, right? Uh, that sounds like Arrow. Yeah. <laughs> Arrow did that too. Yeah, but it's literally that's literally it's the show. It's surprising because Marvel TV shows have been doing quite well, so this would be the exception. Iron Fist was the deep... Iron Fist and uh, Inhumans was kind of the deep misses of the Marvel Universe, yeah. right? Um, with Iron Fist, though, it's like it had a lot of problems because the actor himself didn't get a chance to actually learn martial arts before he took the role. So him doing martial arts in there was really bad. Mm. On top of the fact that the writing was shit and no one actually liked Danny Rand in that show. Right? People I I actually liked the Meachams. Like the like the the, the Who's bad Danny who? Danny Rand is Iron Fist. Oh, they didn't like the character. Yeah, like people didn't like the main they didn't like Iron Fist in the fucking Iron Fist show. And he was horrible at it, right? And I gotta tell you, like, he did all this weird... There was a really weird, like, uh, David Carradine Kung Fu, the next generation type of bullshit where he was teaching students, you know, and he was talking about, you you were as weak as a donkey or some shit like that. Like, yeah. he went to this whole weird... It's this what? weird bullshit. But that's besides the point. Him being put in a situation where he can play not as a main role, but more so as kind of like a background character or as a character who's a supporting character mm -hmm. makes much more sense in this situation with Luke Cage and them doing, you know, Power Man and Iron Fist, more so than him having a show on his own. Mm. If we remember the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, started with movies about the Hulk, yeah, right? And the Hulk didn't really stand up that well on his own, mm -hmm. no. right? But when you put him in the context of the Avengers or well, putting him in the context of Thor, he's been, he's been great. Yeah. Right, yeah. and I always felt like that was a. I think they understood that with Black Widow too. It's like you really, it's really hard so to they make. They are. They are trying to make. They a, are trying to make one now, right? But at the very least, we see her more so work out in the situation where she seems to fit better in the context of the, the team. The only time that I think that those supporting kind of smaller characters do well on their kind of own is when they are attached. When the on the own isn't a standalone, it's connected to a larger arc. So I think I, this is my theory. The only reason Ant-Man does why people like Ant-Man is not because Ant-Man is good. It's because Ant-Man is connected to Avengers. Paul so Rudd. it leads yeah. up to yeah. people go, I'm watching this because with, for Easter eggs and for a lead up and for the connection. And that's why they watch it. Not because Ant-Man on his own does. Yeah. If I think Marvel came out with the idea of we're going to do Ant-Man and then we're going to do Iron Man and, we're gonna, and they're all kind of separate, I don't think it would have been as successful. Yeah, I mean, to think, imagine it like this, if you, if you can't really conceptualize. Imagine them doing a Peter Quill standalone movie. Wouldn't be good. Instead of Guardians of the Galaxy. Wouldn't be good. No right? Be it, would, it would just, it would just be hard. Like, it wouldn't, like I don't Chris think it would be successful. People like, idiots. But the thing, it's like, it wouldn't. It's like, it's like saying like you're going to do a movie completely about Groot. Yeah. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like the, you know. The Shortest just, script ever. Yeah. But, I mean, Iron Fist is a big character, no? And the, the Defenders and. Yeah, like, he does well in Defenders. So they're going to keep him there is what V's saying. No, yeah. I'm saying like as a character, though, right? Because like Peter Quill isn't just like he's part of 
the yeah. Guardians. He's not like they don't have their own separate Peter Quill. Well, the Defenders is a pullback. They, they, they do. They do have a Star Lord comic. Yeah, but I oh. mean, but the movies yeah. are different from the. I mean, the comics they do. They do that stuff all the time yeah. where there's they'll, a lot of separate. Yeah, mm. there's a like, Storm comic book. There's a Magneto comic book. Yeah, no, you can literally like they do. They go off on their own all the time yeah. in comic books, right? But in the movie situation, it doesn't make much there's sense. It's always translate, or, right? Yeah, in that universe, it doesn't make much sense because you're also trying to draw in non-comic book watchers, right? Exactly. That's the key. Now, right? if, if you, you can't tap into that demographic, you can via ensembles. It works. The team-ups work. Well, it depends, right? Marvel's been doing good with ensembles. DC has not. No. I mean, DC's kind of... When we talked about it, DC kind of falling with Justice League. Right? Yeah. But they're now trying it out with the Teen Titans, right? Yeah. No, Titans. I'm very interested in this because Titans, it's actually... It's a Netflix and it's going to be on the and DC screen. One of our favorite cartoons after Batman for me was Teen Titans. Mine was Teen Titans Go. Shut was, up. No, I hate Teen Titans yeah. Go. I, love I Teen loved... Titans Go. Uh, it went Batman for me. The animated series? Yeah, the animated series. Yeah. When we're talking about cartoons. Batman. X-Men. Teen Titans. And then followed up with like Justice League. Young Justice and Justice League. I will say this uh, before we go. Uh, uh, I miss the Batman animated series Harley Quinn. Uh-huh. Like the Arlene Sorkin Harley Quinn yeah. is so like it's she's so lovable and charming. Yeah. Oh, something yeah. like an animated series Harley Quinn. I mean, you feel legitimately. And one thing the cartoon did amazingly was you feel legitimately bad for her the whole time. Yeah. Like you can tell that she's someone who she's very confused. She's and, broken. Yeah, she's broken. And like this Joker who's voiced by Mark Hamill is also brilliant. Yeah, you know, like the 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 chemistry between Arlene Sorkin and Mark Hamill in this situation is freaking amazing. Um, that's besides what. If you look at this, if you look at the the teaser trailers for Titans, you're gonna see Which, it's a noticeably. The, was the first was what last week? Yeah, yeah. Right. So it was noticeably, noticeably darker, right? Yeah. But not darker in the Suicide Squad sense, right? They're it's, clearly yeah. going the new Fifty Two route. Yeah, you can tell, or it's, and adapting it. It's interesting because they did this thing where it's like it's gonna be. It's not a kids show, right? So no. it's it's adult oriented, right? Robin, who's Dick Grayson, mm-hmm. is the detective in the day, and he yeah. plays Robin at night, Dick. right? Yeah. Now. In this situation too, it's like they they're gonna play on the fact that him and Bruce Wayne have a relationship that's on the rocks. Like they have an issue. Yeah, Teen right? Titans is a result of the a kind of tension between Batman and, and Robin. Robin kind of creates his own team. In the New Fifty Two, it is darker. But what's interesting in this adaptation, I wonder if you kind of picked up on it, is that they this is a the age dif- disparities are very clear. That right, yeah, Dick yeah. Grayson is older. Starfire uh, is older here. Raven is really young. Yeah, you can uh, high school age. Yeah, think, and they're yeah. playing up this like I guess this would be the interpretation or the modern adaptation of emo Raven because Raven is emo, right? Yeah, yeah. I th- but they, I think yeah. they're missing something on, and I guess maybe this is earlier in her development because Raven is emo, but in a very non-emotional. Yeah, well, way. she's uh, she's dry. In yeah, the, yeah. She's very dry. All of her emotions are kind of internalized, and that goes. To, that speaks to the kind of like. The crisis she faces, right, with her who her father is, uh, her experience with with destruction, her capacity for destruction, the kind of white raven and the black raven within, mm-hmm. even her powers of her shadow and, and and whatnot. That that I don't think they're quite capturing those subtle nuances, and instead they're going with she's got a darkness within that she can't control. Yeah, it's what, as I understand it, there's a certain, like, there. I think... It's a certain dark phoenix yeah, kind of I, thing. I think they're, they're trying to play on this whole, like, adolescent girl doesn't understand what's happening, and she's trying to f- figure out, like, what's... Like, what, the, what that darkness is kind of like. I don't know if that'll be successful, though. I mean, one of the yeah. pushbacks, and for the record, 
Dark Phoenix trailer came out and people panned it. Yeah. Because they're going the exact same route, or at least it looks like. Maybe they'll, X they'll surprise it. They're doing the same thing as X-Men Last Stands or whatever it is, right? Or X2, X, yeah, X3 Last Stand. X3, right? Okay. They're doing the whole, like, it's always been within her. It's this darkness. Yeah, it's like, it didn't out. work the first time. Why the hell Why would you do, you do that same story? <laughs> I don't understand it. it was, I could have sworn she went to like some outer space and then became back as Phoenix. Well, yeah, well, that yeah. was it. That's the actual story arc. She's, the Phoenix is a cosmic being. Yeah. Right? It's not just within. Because the Phoenix travels, the other people become Phoenixes. Yeah. yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix, the Phoenix shows up. Yeah. You don't go yeah. out and, like, yeah. So, okay, if they're going to go the route that it's not a cosmic being, okay, maybe they're trying to avoid some stuff there. But why go the same story route that failed? I mean, I don't get it. You literally had to reboot. You re- literally rebooted because of that movie. Okay. But maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe they'll do something different, right? But it seems like DC should have learned from that. Going, yeah. this route, the angsty teen route can work if it's done well, right? Riverdale is an example of this, right? A darker interpretation of the Archie comics. Clearly a, a, a kind of more angsty teen interpretation. You can do angsty teen... You can't do just Dark Phoenix, but she's got her Phoenix is black. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's yeah. the similarities are just too on the nose there. Look, it's a darkness within her. It's a bird like projection. <laughs> it's kind of fiery, right? Yeah. Well, her name is Raven, of, too. Yeah, it's I made mean. out of a shadow. One's made out of fire. It's like you, you got to be careful with that. I think for a lot of us, because like, I, I watched bits of it, and I'm like, this is for me, it's two X Men. Here's my thing. Last right? stands. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get in that Raven. And Raven is my favorite character. Here's mm-hmm. my thing. You know who my favorite character is? I can tell instantly who your favorite character is. Who? Beast Boy. Yeah, obviously. Because I'm a fucking hairy little beast. Yeah. Right? You're small, hairy. Well, yeah. Ugly. Why you gotta ruin things for me? I also like Nightcrawler too. Uh, but Nightcrawler is a really likable character. Yeah. He's like universally loved. Kurt yeah. Wagner. He's yeah. hilarious because he's his. It's also his, his fucking personality is like. Yeah, he's just it's on another level of. of yeah, just and I mean fun. you know he's I mean he's lived a hard life. He's easy to relate to. Another person that they fucked up in the movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They played him as this second weird, somber. Whereas Kurt Wagner is is based off of Errol Flynn. He's a swashbuckling. Yeah. He's like a, a, like a pirate a type guy. He's a, yeah. He's yeah. A, he's got this carny component. He's got this yeah. pirate because he literally watches those movies. He's like he wants to become a pirate. Yeah. He actually there was a point where he he had a he had a, a scimitar yeah, as his he, weapon. He uses a scimitar. Yeah. So like they that's another person they fucked up in the movies. Yeah. But it's like look man. I really like this character because I'm a hairy little fuck. You like why, this boy. Why you gotta ruin the TV show with the hairy little fuck in it? I don't think I don't think he's a bad adaptation of no, this boy. No, but they're gonna ruin the yeah. show with him in it. Then Cyborg's not in this, interesting enough. He will be. He will be eventually. Yeah, because um, they're okay. like best friends, aren't they? Cyborg, Cyborg and Beast Boy. Are, and yeah. then Beast Boy and Raven end up having a thing. Sort of, depending on which... Yeah, and then Starfire and, and, and Robin, Grayson have a Very thing. much so. Uh, the thing is interesting, though, is that because DC is creating its own streaming service, it you know, it's opening up... It's trying to be its own Netflix. For over, you know, for other things. We, like, um, they already said that, like, April Bowlby, if you remember her, um, she was, I think she was in... Two and a half men, and mm. you know a couple other things. Um, she's going to be playing Elastigirl, right? And that's going to be connected with uh, Doom Patrol, which is going to have really seasoned actors. I mean, Brendan Fraser is going to be in. He's going to be Robot Man. There's also Alan Tudyk's going to be in there as well. Really? Yeah, yeah. So like, they're you know, oh, it's wow. you know, they're really angling for kind of a big extended we'll universe. I'm you know, not like overly optimistic. I'll be honest. I don't trust them. I'm not overly yeah. optimistic. I'm hoping that what they'll do is they'll let DC be DC in this situation and they won't 
Because I, I feel like one of the things that, that Disney has done well with Marvel is that they kind of let Marvel be Marvel, right? Yeah. Okay. I agree. I think Disney, however, has a tighter control. They do. Yeah. And I think they allow Marvel to do Marvel stuff, but the Disney knows when to interject when it. It's got a lighter touch yeah. in some regards. Whereas I think the WB has a way heavier touch. CW? CW. Yeah, CW, yeah. C, uh, well, WB for the movies, right? And then the CW has its own literal... Yeah, Arrowverse. uh, Yeah, not just the Arrowverse. It has its own aesthetic. All the uh, CW shows have a particular aesthetic. You can literally watch it. They're all the same. That's CW. Yeah. They have the same actors and stuff in the same... Yeah, that's true. And they even do like the same style of filming. Yeah, and even to be honest with you, I mean, as part of the watching the Teen Titans, you kind of went, this looks like a fan-made bit like the costuming the the scripting you just went this is a bit fan made we'll see anyways i think the spookiness of raven leads us to our final bit the spookiness of, a, of duncan this Hunter. is of course halloween special nerdtober i don't like this Nerdoween. This is terrible. Nerdoween. Nerdoween. That is the least intimidating sounding. You sons of bitches. Hello, nerd. You sons of bitches did not give me any sage last week. No, but I woke up. John Tipton did uh, tweet you some sage. Yeah. Ever since John tweeted me some sage. Shout out to John. I no longer had nightmares. Every night prior to that, I had nightmares. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. For our continuation of our spooky theme, let's wrap up with talking about a little bit about unsolved murders. All right. I'm going to talk to you guys. I'd rather us not talk about two contemporary uh, unsolved murders. Look. Because I don't want to exploit violence yeah, yeah. and whatnot. I, I want you. us to talk about the spooky stuff. That's true. And it shouldn't just be unsolved murders. You know why? Because we talk about unsolved murders as a genre, right? Mm-hmm. As if it's like a, like a a subcategory. But the reality is that all most murders are unsolved. Mm-hmm. About like 85% of murders are unsolved. Uh, the fact is that 85% of the crime is unsolved. Yeah, just yeah. the reality. Of it. And did, I think we should also bring up the fact that there is some. There should be some celebration because one of the biggest unsolved murderers and 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 rapists yeah. in Southern California history, the original Night Soccer slash Golden State Killer, was caught. Golden State Killer. He's uh, old. Yeah, Joe uh, Joseph D'Angelo. Turned out he was a cop. He was a cop. Huh. You have to realize he was also connected with several murders of people in Orange County. Yeah. So uh, this is he's, a, he's yeah. connected to. They're trying to t- attach him to a lot of these unsolved murders. Because he didn't just he like there's there's his killings that they all clearly were like oh this is the gold this is him right yeah uh-huh. and then there's other ones that are like we think this could also be him yeah he would he had the advantage of because he was an officer of the law he understood how the law worked yeah. and he used it to his advantage and to he was unusual in that he likely hunted outside of his yeah and he because he moved so the man terrorized literally terrorized California for years right not to mention uh guys like the night's doctor richard ramirez you know uh, mission viva high school changed their name to the diablos because you know he because of his satanist his whole thing so like there was there are people in california there are characters in california who are connected with uh you know with crime and unsolved murders we have a very big kind of pool to choose from here diz yeah some of them may be hanging out your house later too i heard they like in and out burger yeah this is a large this is a i mean the reality is there's a lot of unsolved all right look the year is most of them are the year is 1996 1996 i am we're 10 11 10 11 las vegas nevada nevada september 7th the city of sin Right, September 6th, sorry. September 6th. The yeah. date of sin. Yeah, September 6th. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson fought that night. Another man of sin. Mm-hmm. All right. After the fight, a group of men beat up 
another man because he was a crip. And then they left the scene. And then there was a photo of two men driving in a car. It was the last known photo of this gentleman. He was later shot. By who? Who the, the guy who got beat up? No, the guy who beat the people up was later shot in Las Vegas. The assailant. The assailant. The assailants. Car was shot. They were all killed. No, only one was killed. Oh. But they were all shot at. They were all shot at. One died seven days later on September 13th. That's not spooky. It's 1996. And then... Did he from, raise from the dead? From the grave. He put out a song. And it said, shut 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 me shut Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> I knew he was going to do that. I'm in Mike Tyson fighting. Oh, you get the fuck out of here with that. Let's talk about Tupac Shapur, obviously. Suge shot him. Suge's going to jail, by the way, for. Yeah, uh, he hit a guy with a car. He killed a guy with a car. Killed a guy with a vehicular manslaughter. <laughs> Anyways. There may be. I'm not sure. Right. But he may have murderous tendencies. Yeah, just a little bit. Just All right, Dad. So look. The year is 1980. 1980. Uh, we are exactly zero years yes. old. We weren't even a shimmer in our father's eyes. Okay. Uh, you know, we're not going <laughs> to... We're not going to entertain okay. this. Yeah. Let's just go. We'll just say we're not, we weren't even conceived. Okay. Yeah. The city is Anaheim, California, not too far from here. Also a city Dude. of sin. Yeah, well, Disneyland. Yeah, Disneyland. Yeah. Cesspool. The victim's name is Dorothy Jane Scott. Mm. All right. Dorothy Jane Scott was 32 years old. 32. 32. Sure. Very young age. Very, very, very young. young. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. And it's a very youthful 32. <laughs> very youthful. I mean, it's just the new 20. Yeah, yeah. Mm, be honest so, with you. Dorothy Jane so, Scott, new lease on life, <laughs> was getting phone calls for months. Months. Months getting phone calls. Of what? Uh, this guy confessing his love. Oh, it was a stalker situation. Mm, a stalker yeah. situation. I love you. I need to be with you. Did you know who he was? She said, she told her mom, I recognize the voice, but I don't know who it is. So it's someone she's spo- she spoken, spoken to. Someone she's spoken to, right? The guy would follow her. Why are you whispering? Because it's, like, it's spookier. Okay. But you, okay. okay. I have a deep voice. When I whisper, it's intimidating. When you whisper, you sound like a chipmunk. Okay. So the man would follow her. Right. Because he would call her and tell her where she had been. Where she had been. Oh, yeah, that's creepy. Done. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mind you, like, I love the way you did your hair today. Oh, that's what fucked up. This yeah. is, I've shaved my head. This yeah. is 1980. Right. This is before a caller ID. Yeah, so there's a right? And ID. cell phones. Yeah. And the tweets and the Snapchat. So he legitimately would That's the real her. scary part. That's right? really fun. Yeah. So Dorothy Jane Scott was at work one day, and she noticed that her coworker had this red mark on his hand, and he didn't look too well. Mm. She's like, you know, you don't look well. Let's take you to the hospital. Yeah. Her and another one of her coworkers take her coworker to the hospital, right? Yeah. They they drive down to UCI Medical Center. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they take her they take the, the coworker there. I've been there, good facilities. They they determined that her coworker had been bitten by a black widow. Oh shit. Right? So luckily she took him to the hospital, took him and she was with them the whole time, the coworker said. Mm-hmm. She didn't leave my side. She yeah, was with me at the hospital. The it's whole the coworker, time. the coworker, right? Yeah, both coworkers say that she was in the room the whole time. One of the coworkers is the killer. Listen, so I could never be a cop. Shh. Listen, <laughs> to clu- listen to conclusions. So they they they're like okay. They determined it was a black widow bite. They gave him some medicine. They went downstairs to get the medicine, and Dorothy goes, "You know what? Because you're unwell, let me go and get the car." Mm-hmm. So before she goes to get the car, she uses. She's like, I'm just gonna go use the restroom. Then I'm gonna pull the car up. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for her for about five minutes. Mm-hmm. Nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. She said, "Where is she?" They're, they're like, "She went to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. She should be here right now." So they walk outside and start walking towards the parking lot. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, they see Dorothy's car speeding towards them. 
and they're waving their hands like it's us, mm-hmm. it's us. Mm-hmm. They, they, she turns the flashlights on high beam and just speeds off, so they couldn't see who was in the car. Mm. Dorothy has never been seen since. Damn. A few weeks later, mm-hmm. Dorothy, body found. Bodies found, bits and pieces. Oh right? shit! The last thing she told her mom that this gentleman said to her that was calling her was. I'm going to cut you into bits and pieces. So they never found out who. They never found it, right? A few years later, they, they like, were doing an investigation and found more pieces of her body. Mm. After they found the pieces of her body, mom gets a phone call. Is Dorothy home? <gasps> and that was the last. That the did they, did they, when did this, the, sec, the last call happen? Years later, you Years said? later, when they were finding, like... Was caller ID around yet? No, it was no. 1984. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 1984... The killer had called. Dorothy, what's her name? Dorothy Jane Scott. Dorothy Jane Scott. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah. It, it, and the fact that when the cops came to say that there was more remains of her body found. That's the worst. The guy calls. That's is, the worst. That's the worst. because it Is means Dorothy that, home? That means that you have to relive the horrors. Dorothy left behind a child, mm. by the way. Oh, and a mother. Alive. Yeah. Still alive. Mm, it's tragic. The mind of a serial killer is fascinating. The mind of a murderer is fascinating. Horribly so, and in a kind of macabre way, because there's something, something has to be physically, like biologically, psychologically wrong in order for you to kill someone. Yeah, I mean, in order to inflict yeah. pain in that way, too. Your mind is built in a way uh, that is something that, you know, people who don't have those things, you know, that, that yeah. we don't quite Have you ever heard right? of the deer shakes? Oh yeah, when you shoot a deer, when you shoot a deer, like your body because the adrenaline, yeah, like, your yeah. body sh- like shakes. You see these little horrible videos of like these little kids who have the deer shakes. Like I killed the deer, and they're shaking, and it's really kind of horrible. But that's an indication of like your body's just not meant for it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, we're meant for fight or flight, but our bodies are not me- like we're we're socialized. The way we exist, like we're not really meant to kill. Mm-hmm. And when we do something that's violated, there's there's something wrong there. Um, which is why you, you have you know people who are in professions that involve killing. The psychological trauma of that's real. But this is kind of more spooky than ghosts and murder and then, and demons and 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 haunted houses are murderers. Yeah, right. Because they they're real. They yeah. exist. And the fact that most of these killings go unsolved means that you can die and not have any justice afterwards. If I get killed, Ali did it. Because that's the point of justice, right? The justice is to speak for the dead, to give them their last voice, right? Mm-hmm. And a prime example of kind of an unsolved and how long they go unsolved is the original. Jack the Ripper. Oh, I thought you were going to say Count Dracula. 1888, known as the White Chapel Murders. Original, or the apron murders. Not always known as Jack the Ripper. It became Jack the Ripper once uh, letters started to come in. Oh. This has happened in London, East End. Five women over several days are murdered. And not just murdered, but they have their throats slit and they have their guts disemboweled. So this person, who they don't know who it is, has some knowledge of anatomy. So the police originally think that this guy could have been either a butcher or a doctor. That he has some skill with a knife. Uh The other thing is that the women he all, that he targets, first of all, all of his victims are women, mm-hmm. as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, Mary Ann Nichol, Annie Chapman, Elizabeth Stride, Catherine Eddowes, and Mary Jane Kelly. Mm. They're all prostitutes. Women of the night. So they're women of the night. They're women that he has access to. 
that he's able to attack swiftly. This is a common thing among murderers, right? Is that you have two forms of serial killers, right? Uh, or two forms of murderers, too. Murderers of opportunity and methodical murderers. Murderers of opportunity, they strike because they have the opportunity to. A jogger out in the woods, uh, a person walking alone at night, right? The opportunity presents itself, right? The methodical ones are the ones that wait. They hunt. They take their time and they find people that work for them. As a result, in both instances, uh, most of the people that end up getting murdered are marginalized people. People of color, women, people on the outskirts of society, homeless people, indigents, uh, prostitutes, streetwalkers, indigents. Uh, people homeless, right? Oh. These, are all, these are the type of people that tend to be focused, or someone they know. Okay. Right. Those are the kind of two common ones. Your chances of getting murdered probably from somebody you know, right? Mm -hmm. Person who, you know, you, you you know were rude to them in Starbucks, things like that. Mm -hmm. But in general, they tend to focus. And this goes right back to Jack the Ripper. What makes the Jack the Ripper story so creepy is one, it's the kind of first to capture the imagination in London, right? The big one, 1888, still unsolved. You know. Year, I'm talking about a century. Didn't plus Sherlock later. Holmes look for him? Uh, the story of Sherlock Holmes is uh, later on has, gets titled for From Hell. Mm -hmm. uh, there you start to see kind of Sherlockian references to uh, Jack the Ripper in that particular story, which was a Johnny Depp's movie. But the From Hell movie is based off of a letter called the From Hell Letter. Because the problem with Jack the Ripper is that immediately after it censorship, it captures the imagination of everybody. Everybody starts obsessing and panicking over this guy. And people start to claim to be Jack the Ripper. It is made worse by the media. Hmm. Journalists and newspaper articles, they speculate. They write all these stories that are unfounded. They write letters that, that supposedly Jack the Ripper wrote. So it makes his legend even worse. It's complicated because afterwards, someone does respond. And this is the letter that people think is authentic. It's called the From Hell Letter, written to the police department, the, invest, uh, the inspectors, sent in saying that this is who I am. I have killed. But more importantly, it's sent in with half a kidney. And in the From the Hell Letter, it says, I ate the other half. Jack the Ripper was never found. Mm -hmm. There are theories on who he was, whether he was a butcher, whether he was a, a doctor, theories that he may have even come to America. Yeah, yeah. That he, there was another series of murders that he might have carried out while in America. They mm. thought that he was H.H. Uh, Holmes. There was people who tried to connect him with H.H. H. Holmes, the yeah. first uh, industrial killer. age serial killer in the U.S. Yeah. yeah. So there's all sorts of theories about this guy. But I think in many ways he becomes the archetypal murderer. Hmm. Right, a mysterious figure, slightly sinister with its abilities. Right, bordering on the supernatural. This is a person who's not entirely human, yeah, because of their capacity to kill and get away with it, mm. and remains elusive. You know, it I heard the law. Yeah. I yeah. heard Ted Cruz is a serial killer. Yeah, that's oh, he's a uh, yeah Zodiac. Killer. Uh, you have to understand also the context of Whitechapel at that time. Well, Whitechapel. In England was considered to be kind of the worst of the worst neighborhoods in that area, right? It was working class. They would talk about how, um, how like there would be, it would be pitch dark because the lamps wouldn't be lit in that area. Um, the, the, it would cost you, you know, it was also considered to be kind of the, the poorest area where people could find places to sleep. It would cost you 
nothing to find a place to sleep at night. But a lot of times it was you had to sleep upright on a bench or you had to sleep on like a, mm-hmm. a series of ropes that were tied together. Right. This is cost, part yeah. of this moment in which we see urbanization really taking off. So you have a mass migration of people from the rural side and the countryside moving into the city. And as a result of that, they end up being concentrated in certain parts of the city. White Chapel being one of them, quite famously so, as a working kind of working class area of London. Yeah. Also a large uh, concentration of pubs and bars, uh, as well as streetwalkers. Now, if you yeah. walk Whitechapel now, it's really nice, right? It's, it's industrialized, but it's, it's still... clearly yeah. trying to shed the reputation of the home of Jack the yeah, Ripper. Yeah, but you can, you know, tours. you literally do the Jack the Ripper tours, and there's alleyways that still exist yeah. that, that you know, that they find victims. People. And a lot of public, you know, a lot of artists will depict, you know, they'll actually... They'll actually show you where the bodies were found. There's a pub there called the the Ripper Pub that I went to. That also There's a barber is, shop yeah. called. Yeah, it's it's literally connected to the alley that that they found. The, one of the theory victims. was that he might have been a barber. Uh, yeah, but the, the two main theories: the, butcher and doctor. But barbers also uh, were known for cutting. The demon barber yeah, of Fleet Street. Demon barber Fleet Street. Barbers also had a skill in some level of anatomy, mostly in, in vein cutting and stuff. Like yeah, that. and then that's like the the sensational of the media also made it you know turned it into yeah. something that was bigger than it actually. Most doctors were also doctors. Yeah, most doctors were also doctors. Barbers were also like low class doctors. Yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy connected with that as well. Mm-hmm. You know the whole the whole thing with connected with. Uh, Prince Albert Christopher. The idea is that he might have been possibly related in some way. Prince Albert was the guy with the penis. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But it's like that's the that's the whole thing behind that. There was a if you actually read From Hell by Alan Moore. Yeah, it connects the uh, the royal court doctor to that. Mm. Um, but that's besides. Alan Moore is Man. great. Read that comic. All right. Now, what I want to talk about is actually one that is not very well known. Um, it's actually, it happened kind of during the Great Depression, the 1930s, mm-hmm. um, the Cleveland Torso Murders. Oh. Mm. I thought you were talking about the Cleveland Steamers. What? We got to carry on. The <laughs> anyway. sex reference. So, the thing, the context here is that it's, oh, it's called the Cleveland Torso Murders, or um, he's also known as the Mad Butcher of Kingsbury Road, right? Now, in the early, in the mid-1930s, this is turning the time where, you know, Great Depression era, was going on. There was a lot of problems financially. People were poor. People, you know, they were leaving their homes to try to find work. Um, what's going on here is that the series of um, torsos just kind of start mm-hmm. showing up along Kingsbury Road. Just, kind of the, just the torsos? The, 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 yeah, the legs? Like, um, you know, um, around around Cleveland, there's a, they, they say anywhere from 13 or more victims of you know, uh, just a lot of it was just the torso would show up, or half the torso. Be fucking sliced in half. Yeah. So, like, um, if anyone's ever connected, seen like the Black Dahlia murder in uh, in in L.A. Uh-huh. Right, where it's like the the photos are literally of her being her, her body sliced in half, and she's under the probably grass. Probably right? like, one of the most famous unsolved murders in California. The yeah, yeah. I think it's the most famous. Probably. So now the people Zodiac. who the people what's even scarier is the fact that they there's the heads. Most of the time are missing, with the exception of a handful of the victims, where they were able to identify who they were. But the heads were missing, so they can't necessarily identify who these torsos belong to. They were connected with uh, people in that area are working class, are living in shanty towns. They're people who mm-hmm. are disconnected from their families, right? People you can't always identify. Uh, so most of these people are all John and Jane Doe's, yeah. right? They're just these random torsos that are found. What's even crazier is that it was connected with uh, you know uh, the Untouchables, Elliot Ness was kind of uh, you know in charge of that that area at the time mm-hmm. 
Now, he wasn't directly connected uh, with the investigation, right? But um, when they, you know, when they were talking about it in the media, when their things were being mentioned, um, the torso murderer actually left the uh, dis, uh, uh, basically the the you know the um, the disembodied, I guess, disembodied arms and legs in front of the city hall to taunt mm. the 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 law. They never caught this guy or this girl. They never caught the serial killer. What date was this? This was in the nineteenth, so nineteen thirty-five to nineteen thirty-eight. So they're dead, huh? They're dead. Yeah, yeah. Has has there been ever like a woman serial killer? No, yeah. they're very rare. It's not very it, rare. It's not quite the same. Um, the women murder. Yeah. Women serial killers are very rare. There's example monster. Yeah, from, Eileen uh, Warnos. Eileen Warnos is one, but in general. Um, very, very rare. Black Almost, serial killers, uh, also relatively rare. Yeah, there's uh, the Grim Sleeper, who, uh, and there's also, um, oh, there's there's like th- there's there's three or four real big ones, but there's not a lot of no, them compared. Predominantly, to, it's yeah. a white male, and it's not always white male. You, yeah. There's other demographics. White males disproportionately are serial killers, um, but it's generally the the thing that kind of gives away that is class. It's generally a lot of people from working class families and from broken families that become serial killers. There's not a lot. It's race isn't a particularly useful indi- indicator here. I think class is more useful. But we don't see if we were to use it, we don't see a lot of serial killers um, that are people of color. They do exist. Uh, there's just not a lot. And women, some, but not like not a statistical number. Like we go, okay, yeah, there's a eighty yeah. percent or five, even twenty yeah. percent of the numbers, serial killers actually, are women. The numbers are also hard to to kind of to to kind of collect together because they actually said this um, when they tried to kind of put the numbers together. Male serial killers love to brag about what they did after they got caught, yeah. right? BTK did it. Right, uh, Ted Bundy kind of did it too. I mean, not all, of, yeah, not Some. all of them, but John Wayne Gacy also did it too. Like they love to brag about it, right? And they actually said when they were doing their studies, like women who who have killed, who have killed plenty of people, they just they don't talk about it. The more like, common form of murder or, or large case of kind of murder amongst women, poisonings, right? Uh, cases of fraud and scams, right? Yeah living on the run, that type of we find examples there, so the black widow type murders. We see that. Not common again. The other com- problem with this is that the statistics are unreliable because there are some, as V noted, that brag. The vast majority of serial killers don't brag. Hmm. The vast majority of serial killers work within a small window and generally either don't do it again or move. What? So you'll have like a person who does like a spree of five murders, but then that's it. They never develop a signature. They don't develop a personality. Yeah. And so there's nothing you can do about it. But that's how that D'Angelo guy, you yeah. know, the Golden State Killer guy. And made, made even worse by the fact that some serial killers, right, are completely unconnected. Meaning that they may have, there are as a serial killer, but police are only seeing incidents. It takes a pattern and someone to see the pattern before you go, there's a serial killer. What's, yeah. What determines a serial killer and just like a murderer? A murderer has only killed one person. No, yeah. what if you killed multiple people? What if you're a multiple... But a serial killer tends to, they have, they have, yeah. Yeah, but let's say you're just a, like a mass murderer. You've killed three people that makes you a serial killer? Yeah, serial killer is when you repeatedly do it. But what if someone came in here and shot all three of us? It's not a serial, a serial killer. killer, it's a mass murder. Yeah. Mass refers to number. Serial refers to action, repeated. Okay, so if someone came in, killed us three, then went the next day, killed three other people. Mass murder. No, 
They killed us three. We could like be week. both. These yeah. aren't these aren't like discrete categories. Yeah. But well, serial killers like connected with us. Certain a lot of times yeah. there is a they're not because mass shooting people. Serial killers also tend to it, it, there's a sexual component that that connects to it too. So they tend to create the circumstance that they that they're comfortable with in order for so there's like and patterns they also there's produces from a particular type of psychopathy, right? So a serial killer is a person who is who is literally wants to murder, right? Mm. Whereas a mass shooter more often than not is triggered. Hmm. Right, there's a triggering agent that causes mass shootings. Um, very different from from the kind of serial killer. They can be parallel to one another, and they can overlap. Gotcha. Right, yeah. but not often. More often than not, the issue with serial killers is that there are some that we can identify. Is that murder happens? Yeah. It takes time for us to to identify if there is an actual serial killer, unless they telegraph it. They go, yes, there. I'm killing yeah. more people. More often than not. Plenty of people get murdered, and there's no way of knowing if yeah. it's part of a serial. Well, there's more of a predatory aspect to serial killing. DC than... Sniper is a serial killer. DC Sniper is a serial yeah. killer. Okay. He planned because he had a, actually. So John Mohammed had a whole plan behind everything that he was doing. Right, he was killing random people, leaving the death card. Yeah, but oh, like leaving the death the tarot card, right, and Lee Boyd Malvo and all. And the, yeah. but there was a there was a whole plan in place, oh, and there well, was a that's style. another component of, yeah. of serial killers. Oh, there's black usually serial killer. certain yeah. there's certain symbology associated with it, right? So if they have Sexual perversions, it's usually a result of some type of obsession with pornography, uh, obsession or hatred from their mother. There's like, oh, there's certain symbolic things that are done. So, for example, if a serial killer mutilates a body, mm -hmm. right? That means something, right? Mass shooters in general are looking for spectacular violence, right? Yeah. They want to, to make a splash. Not all serial killers do. The ones that do will telegraph. So they'll of, kill and they go, that was me. Of us three, am I the only one who's lived in an area where an active serial killer was going around killing people? We had mass shootings. We have not had. I don't think we've had in I our mean, lifetime, any identified serial killers in South Orange County. Yeah. yeah, You guys have had mass shootings? We have had mass shootings. Yeah, yeah. Oh. There's a guy, kid we went to middle school with. Yeah. Oh, shit. Mass shooting. Yeah. Just Damn. there. Yeah, oh, yeah, literally down the street from where we're Oh, yeah, I remember you told me this. He shot like his like parents and some neighbors. No, his neighbors. Yeah, his neighbors. Yeah. neighbors. Shotgun. He yeah. drove by that house. He didn't drive by. No, we drove oh, we by. We drove by. Yes, we have. Because your friend used to live by. Yeah, my friend used to live there. Yeah. yeah. Um. The, the, so there is a difference between mass shooters and serial killers. But you live through a serial killer. A serial killer. Yeah. yeah. They do show up. They're not as. Yeah. It's hard. It's it's harder now because people are more. It was easier for serial killers to thrive when people weren't so connected. The right? camera has. Kind yeah. Of hurt what them. made what made it easy was the fact that even in early America, right, the fact is you could leave your house and you could never talk to your parents ever again because there's no way of, of, of talking to them other, yeah. outside of letters, right? Mm -hmm. So it was a lot easier. And then in the 70s, it was big because you had a lot of people that were hitchhiking that were doing Also, all a lot of these uh, serial killers, not a lot, but many of them ended up hitting up subcultures, right? So you'd find them in the gay subculture, you'd find them in uh, the Latinos, like, like areas that people would uh, congregate in that way. They were separated from the broader society mm -hmm. and easier to target. Those subcultures now exist digitally. Oh, that's true. Right? So most people are now online. So it's harder to kind of target people. Instead, we see things like grooming more, right? So yeah. We see grooming happening. We have a kind of a different apparatus with, with serial killers. So I can tell you the kind of the social stigma behind serial killers, and this is what I'll leave you with here, is that the reason why the people who ended up being the victims of serial killers tended to be sex workers, minorities, is because those people were considered to be less dead mm -hmm. than rich white people, mm -hmm. right? Those are the people that were social status, right? Poor people tend to get killed by serial killers because people don't 
follow poor people as much. Well, this is exactly right? like, what I said yeah. when I talked about Jack the Ripper. It's access. Yeah. It's easier to access those people, and it's easier to get away with it. And the law, the, quite the, frankly, doesn't the, care. The amount of money and resources that are going to go into finding a prostitute is not the same as yeah. finding John Benet Ramsey. You know yeah, exactly. Like Robert Picton in Vancouver killed 50 sex workers. He only got caught in 2008. I mean, if you ever read right? Dahmer's story, yeah. you just, there's moments where like, I cannot believe they didn't catch this guy yeah. sooner. The, he had the cops at his door who said it smelled funny. Yeah. He had the <laughs> cops return one yeah. of his victims back to him. Yeah. yeah. The Filipino guy. One of his victims backed him. That's how insane it is. Anyways, that's we're gonna end it there for for spooky. This was a, a bit too real, I think. Yeah, it's Next scare me as much. Well, you should because you're more likely to get killed by a murderer than a demon. But demons scare me. Yeah, well then you're an idiot. Yeah, you're an idiot. <laughs> you're afraid of the primal things, not the real thing. That's right? true. You're worried about things that don't exist. Yeah, and you're worried about ghosts and shit. Those are when stupid. you should be worried about your crazy ass neighbor that's thinking of cutting you up and putting you up in little boxes. Ah, and Jared Kushner. Mm. Uh, Definitely uh, a serial killer. That yeah. one. Okay. <laughs> well, alleged, we'll say. So we don't get sued. <laughs> On that note, Diz, why don't you take us out? Yes. Let us know what you all think about this. Uh, do you have? Uh, you know, are you fascinated? I had a weird fascination with astronomy when I was young, and I had a weird fascination with serial killers. Not in, the, in an ever in a, an obsessive way, like I never bought too many books of them. But I did. The psychology fascinated me because I was really interested in human. I love how you two went serial killer, and I just went unsolved murder in the area. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Let us know what your thoughts are about this and we're going to continue this trend of spooky nerdtober. Diz, why don't you let them know how they can get a hold of us? We're on the Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy on Twitter, at currently nerdy Instagram, at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, YouTube at currently nerdy um, just search currently nerdy on YouTube uh, we're on Stitcher, Google Play and the podcast app on iTunes, so please make sure you're subscribed and you give us a five star rating and a nice review if you want to get a hold of us individually you can v i gotta get a hold of you find me on instagram and twitter at vtran214 that's v-y-t-r-a-n-214 or my websites at the sandwich slayer.com or sevencrossroads.com. elite you can catch me on my website at aliolomi.com or on my social media at a-a-o-l-o-m-i twitter and instagram um, as well as on our sister podcast, Head on History. Check it out. We're going to be releasing a special on Saudi Arabia and its history and its relationship to the United States. Diz. You can find me everywhere on the World Wide Web at Dizbulla. D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here in Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. All hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs> <laughs>